Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. Happy holidays, everybody, because I don't know if you're going to be hearing from us before before Christmas, at least, you know. Uh, Jerry here with with Max and Terry, and uh, if, you, if you're listening via podcast, you, you can't really, maybe you can hear the festivities in our voices, but, but you can't see that we're... We're wearing our, our Christmas jumpers, and I say jumpers, knowing what they are in England now. Huh. Uh, Max is surrounded by Christmas-based plush animals. Uh, <laughs> clearly, he pulled them from his bed and put them in his living room. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it, I'm just I'm just assuming that we all have stuffed animals in our beds, isn't that right? It makes up for the lack of festivities on the jumper, so you know. Yeah. It, like Max is like, I literally am wearing a, a jumper I would wear at Christmas, guys. What's the problem? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, at some point I'm gonna have to get some like really nice pimped out blue crimbo gear. You know, that would be. That's. I feel like I don't have enough normal Everton gear though to like say, okay, now let me get stocked up for Christmas. Mm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, good news is though, guys, the kids uh, kits came arrived finally nice. uh, can i just say um no tracking number from everton direct is difficult <laughs> we ordered them in november <laughs> and when you're not sure if they're coming any day and you haven't heard a word since november 30th you're like oh my gosh is it gonna get here in time but they got there yesterday so yeah I'll have some uh, some nice pictures of uh, my oldest with his Sigurdsson haircut, wearing his Sigurdsson kit, and my youngest being two foot tall with his Bernard kit. So this is this will be this be fun, I think. Uh, uh, guys, I was I was gonna start with a super festive. Hey, let's talk about what we want for Christmas. But then life happened. Everton life ha- life happened, and uh, we can't control it. We can only hope to contain it. Uh, so, uh, stadium news, just out of the blue, I looked down at my phone and I got, I see the little Everton crest silhouette as a notification telling me about, uh, proposed stadium capacity. So that's our intro today. We're going to, we're going to talk about, we're going to start off talking about that. Uh, the rest of the show, there's still more to come. Uh, we've got to do a Spurs match preview cause Sunday approacheth. Um, Will Ghana be healthy? Don't know. But we'll be talking more about that in the starting 11 segment. Uh, Spurs match preview, then we'll go to a starting 11 segment. And then, uh, as we did last year, Christmas presents for the Blues. We'll, all, we, we'll be doling out... I mean, they're not real Christmas presents, but they're, uh, they're more what we would give the Blues if we could. All right? So, yeah. Hopefully a fun segment. Uh, guys, uh, initial capacity proposed is uh, 52,000. However, there's this big stinky however that comes out that they slap on there, and I say stinky as in it. you have to notice it, <laughs> the, the ability to expand to 62. Okay? Um, I read uh, an article that actually Terry, you, 
retweeted <laughs> on uh, on Twitter. So a lot of the facts that I have here will be derived from from that article that Phil Kirkbride uh, put on the Echo. Um, they say it's future proofed, uh, able to convert to safe standing if need be, that kind of thing. Um, but let's talk about the reasoning for 52. Terry, let's start with you because, like I said, you were the one pushing that article out there. So I, I've written down notes. I could say it, but I'm sick of me talking. I want to hear you guys. <laughs> so why 52 and, and how are you feeling? I'm okay with it. I mean, I thought 55 would be the magic number, but uh, it, it's going to sound harsh, this, but what, what, do, what do I know? I'm just a, a supporter who, who talks about the club on Twitter and does videos with you guys. Like, I'm not a... Um, I'm not an architect. I'm not a businessman. I, I don't know what the logistics of that capacity are. Now, when they say it could expand to 62,000, I can't imagine it'll, uh, that'll mean we're going to build a <laughs> brand new stadium with a view to um, tear down bits of it and put it back up to increase capacity. I think what they mean, just um, off my own hunches, it can be it'll be fifty two as a shell, and then if the rail seating um, gets passed in to uh, law that it's okay, then it could go up to sixty two with rail seating because rail seating allows for more um, more supporters in the ground. Interesting. Um, now, for me, I understand why people are disappointed with the number because everyone has got this sort of idea that well, West Ham have got a sixty thousand seater stadium. Um, and you know we're bigger than West Ham, and we want to you know push on through our peer groups. But I, I just I think sixty thousand is a little bit too too much. I think that'll be a problem. I don't think we'll I think we'll struggle to fill it at first. And that's I don't think anyone's arguing that we'd fill it straight away, sixty thousand feet seat stadium. But if it, Sky Sports put up a graphic that showed the stadiums currently in the um, Premier League now, and if we went to this um, if we went to sixty two thousand straight away, which is the, the top number that they've given us, that would be the joint second biggest stadium in the Premier League. It'll be joint with Tottenham's new one, and it'd be just behind Old Trafford. So I think it'd be ludicrous for the club to immediately go out there and go, right, we're going to have a stadium that's bigger than Arsenal's, bigger than Man City's, bigger than Anfield. I don't think it's realistic. I think we'll end up, we, we'll do our we'll do our branding and our image more harm than good if we, can't, if we are seen to not be able to fill a stadium. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I don't want to talk the club down. I think you know, but fifty-two thousand is still a significant increase on what the club have got now. So we've got now say thirty-nine and a half thousand. I think the uh, the maximum number is. Mm. That's still still a huge increase. Twelve thousand. And if the rail seating goes in now, if the rail seating does go in, and I, I think sooner or later it will. It's not to say oh we'll put that in then we'll immediately be sixty-two thousand. It'll probably grow incrementally and. You know, as we uh, will add more of it as the club uh, improves uh, on the pitch and gets more fans, I'm I'm okay with it. I understand people's people's disappointment because they feel like it's selling the club short. But that article that was uh, put out by the Echo actually laid it out pretty pretty good because the club have got to sell this to investors. They've got to sell it to corporations who are going to fund it, and they can't use the 
projections based on people who are fundamentally, no matter how well support, how well informed they are, just supporters. They've got to look at cold, hard facts. This is our waiting list. This is our current capacity. This mm. is how much. Um, this is how often we sell out. This is X, Y, Z. They may, and and on top of that, there may be other aspects that come into it. It may be harder to design one that's got a bigger shell than that. It may be that it won't work with the rest of the area. That they they won't allow a stadium of that size to be built. So there's so many different things because we've got the best site possible. I think that's what everyone wants. And we could have went to, um, I think it was Stonedale Cross, so could have could have went there. I don't I don't live very far from there. Massive area. We could have had we could have had a hundred thousand seater stadium on that area, but it's not the location we want. So I would rather have the location stick within the the parameters that that brings. And if the stadium is right, if the stadium is iconic and and fantastic, I don't think a smaller number than people wanted would be that. <laughs> I think it'll just. I, I think it's more quality over quantity. Though I do understand that it's it's not a meaningless thing. The capacity it could have been bigger. It may still get bigger, but I'm not disappointed. I'm taking this um, positively. Terry, I like how you slipped in the bombshell that you're not an architect. You know that's. <laughs> You just slip that in there, hoping everybody's not going to notice that Terry's not an architect. I just want to repeat that. <laughs> now, I, I, the, the Kirk Wright article actually said that, you know, they took into consideration design and orientation of the stadium on the dock site and uh, future ticket demand, uh, forecast revenues and costs. And uh, so the vibe that I'm getting, I mean, it's not a vibe. I directly read it in the article. Is The main reason is they're, they're thinking we have to be able to convince funders that we would fill a larger, uh, a certain lumber capacity stadium. And, uh, I mean, it, it has to be financially rewarding. The, the, I think the wording that Kirk Bride used was robust business uh, case for a certain, uh, a certain uh, capacity number. Um, uh, and, again, uh, Terry's right. We're, we're just dudes. We're just guys. You know, we know, we know Everton and we, we feel that we know for a fact, yes, we could, we could fill 60 grand comfortably but it's also us saying this without without evidence um max how are you feeling about this stuff i've got no problem with it whatsoever and i think that trip to the etihad last week was a bit of an eye-opener for me i think the etihad's what fifty-five thousand, and you know the the last few years that they've had and what is it i think it's just over 10 years since they were taken over by the um the Abu Dhabi group or the mm-hmm. Qatari group, whatever the official title of it is. And, you know, for them to literally have the best manager of all time, one of the best Premier League sides of all time, yet struggle to sell out for most, most games. I don't know. I, I think that, you know, that speaks volumes to me. 52, as long as that expansion to 62 is feasible uh, and, you know, we can attain that at some point as we, you know, improve on the pitch because that, you know, that's a lot more logical Obviously, we're going to expand. The better that we are, the bigger the, the bigger the attraction that we are. Um, then I'm all for it. Obviously, the logistics, sorry, play a huge factor. And as long as it's iconic, as Terry said, then that that's all I'd, I'd want really. Um, I just want to get the show on the road really. And I think a point that's worth bringing up is, in terms of ticketing, you know, compared to our contemporaries, we don't charge an awful lot. You know, we. We consistently freeze ticket and prices, and I you know that may play a factor too. So you know, I think 
50, it, it's sensible, and uh, you know, I can't disagree with it at all. Yeah, um, <clears throat> uh, I think the thing that's keeping all of us, a lot of us, in in check a bit is that phrase, ability to expand to to sixty two. Um, I'm not completely sure that Dan Mice likes the idea of of kind of going back in and adding on later, which makes me think what Terry said about yeah, the, the safe, safe standing. Safe standing are, yeah, huge possibility. I think that I I didn't even I even said that it's future proofed. I even make the connection that ability to expand may be relating to that. Didn't even occur to me. Um, I think that's a I don't, don't say this often, Terry, but that's a good point because I'm such a jerk with my I never I always withhold my compliments. <laughs> no, I, I I think that's a really good point. Um, I'm not I'm not upset. I, this is a lower number than I was expecting. Um, I think when they start coming out with some 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 pretty pictures, we're gonna. I think mice is gonna give us something pretty amazing. I really feel like that. If that is in fact how you pronounce your name, Dan. <laughs> so, so yeah, I I think once we see the pictures, that's going to do a whole another thing. When we're going to be able to envision it, we're going to be saying, "Well, if it looks like that, damn." You know, um, that'll go a long way for me. I know. Mm. Um, right now, I'm just kind of calmly under the impression that everybody, the guys making the decisions, the people making the decisions, know a lot more than I do. <laughs> so, uh, however, I will say, uh, w- whenever I sit there and I read anything by the ask talking about this, I'm thinking, well, damn, he seems to have it figured out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm kind of like, well, uh, so coming to terms with those two things, uh, it's, it's kind mm. of difficult, but not everybody's happy and people are, are definitely doing some moaning today. Um, we're not really super upset though. You know, we're all kind of like, well, it's not as high as we thought, but there's smart people doing it. So, so, all right. Anything else on the stadium news, guys? I feel like we're, we actually have measured, not super emotional reactions to this. Mm. I think you've um, hit the nail on the head with the um, artists' uh, renditions. When I mean, I'm, I'm sort of glad they haven't put them out yet as much as I want to see them. They've made mistakes like that in the past mm. and put those out, and then they're like a sort of um, the sort of uh, rod to beat the club with if something changes or something you know, breaks down. Mm. When we're at the stage where we can see them, if we if we get artist traditions and they do an amazing sort of mock up of a stadium on the banks of the <coughs> river, which we thought we weren't going to get and we thought we'd missed our chance to get uh, years ago, and it's got this big blue wall like Dortmund have got, and it's it's state of the art, and it's it's just boss. Then <coughs> I think people are going to be as upset as they are now. I, I understand that they are, I understand why, but I, I think I just I don't think the um, the wants and wishes of of Twitter Evertonians are going to have as much of an impact on a half a billion pound project as as a uh, cold hard numbers and clearly that's that's what the numbers have uh, have thrown up that that's our realistic <coughs> for that site one if you wanted more you should have had a different site i'd rather have that site and have it and have 52 than um go to the other alternative sites and have bigger um terry with more controversial opinions here <laughs> 
saying that Twitter is not going to matter as much as the facts. <laughs> you know, that's that, that's. I mean, you know what though? I mean, yeah, that yeah. used to be the case for everything, but um, not anymore. <laughs> it's amazing what can what can happen with Twitter these days, right? The whale can end on Twitter. No. Oh, you can get yourself a nice little film acting career as long as you have a bunch of Twitter followers. Isn't that, isn't that fascinating? That's actually when actors go in for like auditions and stuff. They're supposed to put their social media following on, on their little uh, resume, on their, on their headshot, on the back of their headshot. Yeah, that's a mm. thing that, that people do. Yeah, I, I got some actor friends in New York, and they, they're like, yeah, that's actually important now. And I'm like... That's it, it's a little it jade you when you find that out. You're like, ah, I'm even more cynical now. Great, that's all, that's what I needed. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I think the important thing to stress here is there has been news. News has dropped. It's making it more real. Okay, concrete. These are actual things that came out from the club, and I like that. Mm. You know, uh, let's let's keep making it real. Um, so that's that's our breaking news segment uh, that we've started with. Uh, little, not quite exactly. I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not too dismayed yet. Just saying, I'm okay so far still. So that's it for our stadium news segment. It- uh, so guys, match preview. We are uh, scheduled. The fixture list puts us with Spurs. Uh, at Goodison this weekend, which is nice to play one of the higher teams in the table at our place for a change. Uh, that works. So, uh, guys, current form right now, they're, they've uh, 13 wins. They have not drawn with anybody, and they have four losses. 39 points. They sit third in the table right now. Recent results, they, uh, they recently got a 2-0 win over Arsenal in the Carabao Cup to put them in the semifinals. Uh, they, uh, before that they beat Burnley 1-0 and before that they drew with, I don't know if you've ever heard of this team, but Barcelona, they drew with them 1-1 in a pretty stressful little, uh, tie that kept them afloat in Champions League and moved them on to the next round. They've, uh, they've looked pretty good lately, guys. Um, (laughs) not exactly the best time to play them in terms of their results, but they do have some injuries. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> it does look like, I believe Vertonghen is out for this one, uh, thigh injury, I think. Um, and I'll go over some of the rest of the, uh, some of the rest of the potential starters in a minute. Max, uh, how are you feeling about this, uh, Spurs squad going into Sunday? They're, they're, they're a top side, aren't they? they they're really showing the quality now after the few years I mean that I think look, doing me research before the pod and it, it's been a weird couple of years for Spurs I think because they kind of finished second like they could finish third in the two-hours race when Leicester won the title and I think from then they just kind of projected forwards and looked a real threat I know I know there was a lot, a lot made of the fact that they didn't bring any new signings in during the summer but when you've got the likes of Lucas Moura, Harry Winks, even Sissoko is coming good at the minute. It's sun up front, like they have got depth despite not bringing in new signings in the summer, and, and very good depth at that. Um, we haven't beat them since that game where Pinar and Yelovich scored in 2012, which adds to me doubt about the game because 
you know, looking at it on paper, form-wise, we're, we're not doing very well. They are doing exceptionally well, and they're riding this wave of momentum. Um, not going to do Pochettino any harm. The um, the rumor, well, not rumors as such, but the the ominous Man United link that's just going to follow him till the end of the season. Now I think that's only going to add to the momentum, and I'm not feeling confident. But however, at Goodison we do tend to turn up, so uh, you know I hope we give them a run for the money, and finally this is the time where we turn one of the big six over. Terry. What are you thinking about this weekend? Yeah, as Max said, they're, they're a fantastic team. I mean, for all the attention that Liverpool and Man City have got so far this season, Tottenham um, have sort of kept their head down and they're, they're not that far off them. Obviously, that those two teams um, don't look like they're slowing down anytime soon. But I think in any normal year, Tottenham would be right considered for the title as well because... They haven't even drawn a game yet. They've they've either won, they've lost a couple, but won most of their games. A very decisive team that can't be understated how good they are. They're just an, one of the best underrated teams in Europe, I think, because mm. in a league like this, anywhere any other league they're in, the Germany, even Spain, they, they'd be they'd be even better than they are now. But as Max said, I hope that the home the hope, being at home for this game will be the X factor because we've been really close in the games with the other top teams so far, but all at their ground. And historically, not so much in recent times, but historically, it's going back to David Moyes and even mm-hmm. Roberto Martinez days, we we tend we didn't really have a problem beating the big boys at Goodison Park. It was more a case of that their ground. So I'm hoping that that can be the win that we've been due for a while, not um, in against the the new top six as we as we call them, not the traditional top six. But yeah, I think I we've been playing, we've been unfortunate in a lot of our recent games, and and hopefully this can be the big the big game that turns uh, people's perception of Everton around, going oh they actually can hang with some of the uh, the better teams because Spurs. They're good, but I think we've got some players who can who can run some of their players close. I've got to be honest. Uh, their their injury situation kind of makes their lineup potential lineup uh, really interesting. Uh, it's it's a little bizarre. They've been running Ben Davies at uh, at a center back as a center back lately, um, but I'm under the impression that both Foyth and Davinson Sanchez are are healthy. And could possibly play this weekend. Um, those are players that are a little bit more natural in that position. I'm not sure if that means they'll they'll go with them if they if they're you know. But uh, so yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, that situation. Uh, Loris starting. Uh, Chipier, really, really good right back. Um, Alderweireld. And then the the other other uh, center back, like I said, it's either going to be Davies, uh, Sanchez, or Foyth. Uh, Danny Rose, and I think if if Davies isn't starting at center back, then he'll probably be starting at left back. I would think. Um, then you got Sissoko and Winks because again they have injuries in that position as well. Those uh, those kind of center mids, those deeper center mids. Mm. Uh, so they'll I, w- I could see both of them getting a start. Um, and then up front, it's just a slew of danger men. Just a lot of them. 
and uh, each one of them is capable of bringing bringing a match winner at any point. Uh, Son, Erickson, Deli Ali, Kane, and then the fact that you can bring Lucas Mora off the bench, Eric Lamela off the bench. They just have a lot of dangerous players. Um, they're potent. They're comfortable with each other. Like Max said, you, you, they, had, they didn't bring anybody in uh, in the off season, so that means there's no new weapons. But they have all the old ones, and they all know each other, and they all know where they're going to be. They yeah. all know their roles. Um, it's, it's, not it's easy. a strange one. It's a strange one, though, isn't it? It's almost as if finally, you know, they're reaping the, the seeds that they put down for, from that uh, that Gareth Bale sale. I think they're finally mm-hmm. getting all the pieces together now, and they are looking like a real threat. Obviously that. That one-one draw with Barcelona, sending them through on the European stage, which I'm sure you know, as a club, that's a huge hurdle for them to overcome. And you know, it just it as as I've said several times before, I've always kind of viewed Tottenham as one of our closest competitors in the league, and it frustrates you to see them reach these levels that you just want Everton to kind of explode onto. Um, and I suppose it would be a good contest to to you know judge ourselves where we're up to on Sunday. Yeah. As I've said before, um, I get a little anxious before these games because I know they're they're top sides. But I'm excited. I I do look forward to this. I really do. Uh, you know, I've got a friend who's a Spurs supporter. Uh, I don't I don't really worry about that. <laughs> you know, it's not a thing where it's really bugging me at all. I don't really care. I think that you know I I feel like if we go out and actually play the way we've been playing against these these top sides this season, we're going to have opportunities to win. We're going to have opportunities to score. We will get chances. Now, will 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 it rain shit on us when it comes to the, the luck? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? It might, uh, especially if they're the ones actively trying, actively pushing to get a goal. You know well, what I mean? Proved, they proved they can do it now. Look at that yeah. game against Burnley, Ericsson, mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. They, they, just, they, they just look a completely different animal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not confident. I can't. I can't black myself. Really. I, uh, we've. We've got. We can't. I don't think it can be another performance like it was against Manchester City. I do think we've got to be a lot more clinical, certainly going forward, clinical. and we can't be as sloppy at the back. Clinical is a big word right there because I feel like that's been our problem against the top sides all season because we've had chances. We just have not finished. Um, Yeah, especially somebody like Richarlison where you're just like, you know, because he's done, he's pulled out so many amazing finishes of situations where you didn't necessarily expect him to score and then a moment where you're like, it's on a, it's like somebody's laid it up for him. It's like here, here you go, man. There's no one else there. It's just you, and and then he blasts it into the seats. Um, yeah, uh, let's let's do some predictions. Terry, what are you thinking? I'm gonna go two one to Everton. I'm gonna be positive. Ah. Big home win. Big 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 uh, big home performance from the Blues, and one of those shock results that December throws up. I'm going to I'm going to throw things off here and I'm going to say 1-0 to Everton because I because I watched Max's face when you were saying yours and I feel like I know where Max is going. <laughs> so 
Go ahead, Max. What do you think? I, I was debating on the I'm debating on the goal difference. I'm I'm gonna go for three one Tottenham. I just think that that you know they they're very good at the moment, mm. and we're just going through you know a patch of bad luck. Well, I uh, I would say most neutrals would hear what you're saying, Max, and they would probably say that's a pretty logical prediction. I know. I just hope Everton start conjuring up this ability to defy it. You know what I mean? Like we had, like we did in the past. We need to start, you know, dishing out a few more of these surprise results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's going to come a time where we're we're, we're going to be performances only do so much they only go so far you know you're like oh i can't believe we got that many chances against city wow and then you're like okay i said that last time damn it mm. <laughs> eventually points beats positives doesn't it you got to take mm. points not positives mm. like i i will take positives as long as it's not as long as there's growth Growth has to continue to happen. There has to be growth. If there's no growth, then you literally are standing still. And then then algae grows on you and it sucks. Then you're stale. It's not fun anymore. So got to grow. Got to move. Um, all right. So <clears throat> two, two uh, older gents picking a win this weekend. And then the young buck saying, I don't think so, guys. So, uh, guys, that's uh, so I guess that wraps up our uh, Spurs match preview. We're going to follow it up with a uh, starting 11 segment here in just a moment, so stay tuned for that. That'll be our next one. There's some sort of moose behind Max. Reindeer, Jerry. Jesus Christ. It's a reindeer. Oh, that would make me... You don't have Christmas moose in your country? <laughs> no. We don't have it here either. I'm just... <laughs> Uh, that's a, that's you know the, the red-nosed moose. You don't have Randolph, the red-nosed moose, in your country. <laughs> that's a children's book waiting to happen. The Christmas moose who wanted to be a reindeer. I'm gonna make that. Uh, Damn it! I can't even make a mistake and maintain the rights. Damn it! <laughs> uh, okay, podcasters right now are like, I don't even know what what, what I what I'm seeing what I'm supposed to be seeing right now. So it's. Just let me assure you, everybody, it's an antlered stuffed animal. Could have been anything. All right, so <laughs> uh, starting 11 segment versus Spurs this weekend. Um, I believe it is Maxwell House's turn, and he told us off camera, expect some curveballs. And uh, I was never able to hit those when I, when I played baseball, so ex- I expect me not to understand them. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so, uh, Max, I, I'm almost afraid to answer, but uh, ask. But uh, what's your starting eleven this weekend? What's Marco gonna do? I don't think it's not so much more what Marco is gonna do. It's just a lot more of a conventional approach from that whatever that formation was at Manchester City away. Going for Jordan Pickford in goal, Luca Dean at left back, Michael Keane and Kurt Zuma at centre half. Seamus Coleman at right back, Idrissa Gay, if fit, Andre Gomez, Gilfie Sigurdsson, Richardson on the left, Dominic Calvert-Lewin down the centre, and Adam Ola-Luckman on the right. I don't see that as ridiculous at all. Thanks. I mean, I mean, 
That's terrible. How could you do that? Outrage I have at this. <laughs> yeah, it's all that makes sense, Max. We'll talk more details in just a second. Um, Terry, what do you got? Um, slightly different to what Max said. I'm, it's going more or less back to what the formation, the team and the formation that just served Silva so well for the most of the season. So Pickford in goal, um, Seamus Coleman right back, Luca Dean left back, Michael Keane and Yerry Mina, the centre-backs. Um, this is the first time, it's not been mentioned yet, but it'll be mentioned soon, Mina versus Kane since the World Cup. Because oh. Mina was the one who marked Kane at the World Cup. Um, just a guy, I think he is fit. I think I saw something earlier on saying it because he was close to being fit before the uh, the City game, so it'd be Adrissa Gay and Andre Gomez in centre midfield, um, Gilfie Sigurdsson ahead of them. I'm going to stick with Bernard on the left. I think he had an okay game against City. I don't think he. I don't think you should drop him. He's been playing. He's been playing better and better each game the last two or three. I think. Um, Dominic Calvert Lewin up front. I think he played more than well enough to maintain to to retain. Sorry, his place. And I'm going to try. I'd go with Richarlison on the right because I think we've tried Walcott a lot, and when Luckman started, he's um, not been as good as when he's come off the bench. Richarlison can play all across the front three. We've only seen him play on the right hand side once against City, um, and he only really had one contribution of note, which was that glaring miss. But mm. I think um, it could be time to try Richarlison there, see how he gets on. He wouldn't be an orthodox right winger, obviously. Um, but um, yeah, that's that's what I'd try because I want to have one Calvert Lewin starting up front, and obviously I don't want to drop either Richarlison or Bernard. So that's it. Uh, that's what I'd roll with. Mm. Okay, and uh, uh, I think mine looks exactly like yours, Terry. I think it does. Uh, Pickford, Coleman, Keane, Big Yarrants to completely rip that off of Terry, uh, Dean. Uh, <laughs> Gerald. Yeah. <laughs> Gerald. See, I thought that because that's my real name. So, it's <laughs> uh, just a gay if he's fit. Uh, Andre Gomez, Richarlison, Bernard, Sigurdsson, and DCL. Um, I could see Lookman making his way in. He just looks so damn good when he comes in. You know, that's the thing. It's like, do we, do we sacrifice how potent he is off the bench? To potentially get that kind of potency from the beginning, I, I like him. I like him and Calvert Lewin in the same side, though. So it's a great point because they do although, work well together. Although I do agree, Luckman does look a hell of a lot better against tired legs. I just want to see that com- that you know that combination from the start. And if you mm. you know, obviously, we may have to concede possession with the type of side that Spurs are, but it may, as I say, more conventional roles. It might give Sigurdsson a a helping hand in terms of what he's got when he picks his head up looking forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it, it, Calvert-Lewin's at the races, I think, you know, we could, we have got the potential to hurt him. Touched on it in previous videos as well. I don't think Luckman is as good ahead of Seamus Coleman from the start. I don't think that clicks. I think he'd be really good on the left ahead of Luca Dean, but obviously we've got, it was quite stacked there. So either on the left or ahead of a new right back at some point in the future, on the right hand side might be better for Luckman. I don't think it's a case of he can't start. I just think with things as they are now, it's probably still better as a bench player until mm. more players come in. Mm. It's, a, it's an interesting point. 
Uh, yeah, because we haven't – have we seen him start on the left yet? Not this season. I didn't think so. We've only seen him start no. on the right. I remember when I used to watch him play for the uh, English national team, the youth squads, he always played on the left every the time left, I watched. Yeah. Always liking to cut inside. Um, and I know last game when he came in, he was playing a lot on the left, was he not? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, so I saw him coming inside a lot there too. Um, not what I do, because I don't like him playing here. But I, you could even see Richarlison up front with Calvert-Lewin as like a wide target man. He's done it before on the right. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I'm not no. suggesting uh, But I wouldn't be surprised if that did happen. If they felt that their left-back, say Ben Davies... Wasn't good in the air, and then they might they might go for that Kuman tended to do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Calvert Luna's a wide striker, as I say, not a fan of it, but it it it's an option. Walcott too against the old the old enemy. You know what I mean? I I do think that maybe it potentially could do something. Obviously, he scored twice against the ex club, so to speak. Scored twice in two appearances against Southampton, and. Do you remember, I can't remember the scoreline. Do you remember that time he got it? He was playing in North London Derby. He got took off in front of the Spurs fans on the stretch. Yet they were all throwing shit at him, and he threw the scoreline up on his fingers. Like yeah. he just seems like the type of play, player that boils their piss, really. And you know, put him on the pitch, he could do anything. Yeah. Uh, also, I didn't. I didn't think he was that bad against City either. All right. No? Now he he created. Uh, and I, he, I, I, he missed what I considered to be a, a, an opportunity, a really good goal scoring chance, and he kind of just botched that one. Um, but for me, it's I almost feel like the harder thing is getting in a position to actually be able to to score those. Um, this is tough. This is not easy. Uh, so I mean, I was going to have a long discussion about what we do if Idrissa Gay is not fit. Um, but I don't. But I think if if Terry is saying, if Terry's sources say he's fit, no, uh, <laughs> uh, no. If he, if we're thinking he actually is fit, then that's. Not, but however, I want to say Everton did today just put out a little uh, quote by James McCarthy, and I immediately thought of again. I thought of Terry, who always mentions James McCarthy. If we're like, if, if Gay's not fit, where do we go? And then. I, I have and I will have forgotten about McCarthy. We haven't talked about it for a month. And then Terry's like, by the way, you know he's healthy, right? He plays the same damn position. So that I did notice they put that out there today where he was talking about getting fit and everything. So that's a thing. This game this game's probably a little bit too soon, they said, didn't they? Like, but um when we're pl- we've got one of the tightest schedules of all the teams. Mm-hmm. Well, us and Tottenham have got the two tightest schedules across December. So I think um, maybe the Boxing Day game or the one after you might you might see James McCarthy get introduced. Probably not this game, but when they've had three games in the space of seven days or whatever it is, you might start to see legs like that coming in and probably seeing Luckman start on the left and stuff like that. Yeah, I read that and I was thinking they're setting us up to know he's going to play at some point. That's the way I take that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm. It's it's they're saying hey he's going to be reintroduced soon. Remember he's there. All right. So, cool. All right. A little more depth. No problem with that. Um, okay. Anything else on the starting 11 segment? All right. Gentlemen, that is uh, – who knows? 
<laughs> That's funny. It's one of those where we all get it right or Silva's like, no, 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 guys. <laughs> I got this. Uh, uh, I'm going to go six at the back. Watch this. Now, uh, so, so uh, anyway... That's it for the starting 11 segment. Apparently, T is imminent for Max, so we need to make sure. He's got, he's got, well, he's going to be eating well. Let's put it that way. So, gentlemen, uh, this is, tis the season for giving, apparently. And so we're going to do what we did last year and, and not literally give gifts to them, but, but if we could give gifts, and, it, and they could be abstract gifts, you know? So if you wanted to give the gift of love to someone, you could, you know what I mean? Abstract, it is possible, you know? If you want to, to give an, uh, you know, a, a warm island song to melt an icy heart, you know, you can do that. It's okay, that's stolen from South Park. Okay, so Christmas presents for the blues. Maybe we should rotate, all right? One, two, three, you know, do it like that. Okay, so gentlemen, who who has their first? Who wants to play Santa first? Come on, I will. All right, Terry, what do you got? I would get Bernard a new set of football studs so he can stop falling over as often as he does. He falls over a lot on the pitch, and I think a brand new set of longer, stronger studs for his boots would be. <laughs> Just what he wants for Christmas. <laughs> I wrote that down and I scratched it out because I knew someone else was going to say it. So to to pair with that, I have said I'm going to get Bernard a banana peel detector because clearly that's why he's slipping all over the place. Is you know because he's in a friggin' slapstick film. You know it's, it looks mm. like a cartoon. He's like. Whoop, 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 whoop. You know, like every time it's like, oh, it's an important moment. Bernard has slipped. Shit. Okay, so, great. Uh, Max, uh, I'll just, that's, that's because you, I had to say it because it's at the, the same, essentially the same spirit there. Max, yeah. what do you got? Um, I get Jordan Pickford a ticket for Creamfield in the summer so he can get the rave on with us. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Go and see the Swedish House Mafia. You're getting your rave on oh. there, aren't you? So, logical. Would, would I be shocked if you saw him there? No. But hold on. When is it? When is it? August. Or bank holiday. Bank holiday weekend, August. The season. Okay, I think at that point, that's what you're getting at. I, I was actually worried because I'm counting and banking on Everton coming to America this summer. You know, so oh. if it was like during June or July, I would say, or yeah, I would, uh, I would say, but if it's August, maybe he can work it out. I think that'd be nice. Okay, Terry, roll on. What you got? Um, I'm gonna go for a obvious one. Um, sorry, John, I'm stealing your uh, stealing your your suggestion. I'm gonna get Andre Gomez a nice new fountain pen. So he can a contract long term at Everton and um, sign off for many a year. So, again, piggybacking on that, <laughs> I actually said I'm going to get Andre Gomez a skeleton key to any support Everton supporter's house because let's be honest, come on in, Andre. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we're all saying. But taped to it is a pen. That's Ooh. what I have written down saying, sign with us, Andre. 
and we'll make it worth your while. Just saying. All right. So, uh, I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Max, what do you got? Um, I, I, I was gonna get Andre Gomez like a fifty quid voucher for Superdrug or something, and we could go shopping for like I don't know hair gel and beard stuff, but. He you can, can have, have a, a mandate. You can have a pen as well. If you want to sign a five-year contract. <laughs> you guys, you guys can have all kinds of conversations and be like, you know, I prefer this beard oil, <laughs> you know, and I prefer this mousse product, you know. It's it that's that's beautiful. That's great. Aw. Night on the Town with, with Andre, except it's really just shopping with Andre. <laughs> yeah, there's a famous film called My Dinner with Andre, which I'm pretty certain is about Max now. So, next, Terry, because I piggybacked on your last one again, since we're thinking similarly, again. <laughs> what else you got? Um, I'll get Yeri Mina, a computer game, something like Just Dance. Or Dance Dance. So, so I, I think it's called Just Dance for the PlayStation 4, where you put a variety of different songs on and you just dance away to them with your friends. He'd, he'd be well up for that. that. That's right up his street. He'd, he'd be happy if he looked under his tree and had that game. Have we, have, have we not had any Yeti, Jerry, Teddy Christmas puns thrown in yet? Or are we, are we just waiting to pull them off at the end? <laughs> yourself a very Terry, Jerry and Merry Christmas. <laughs> Uh, that's I'd say that works. <laughs> uh, Max, what do you got? Um, right, because an old friend of mine, I think he was in work, and just by chance he spotted Tom Davies whizzing down some street in town on a skateboard. I'd get Tom Davies a new set of new wheels. Ah, nice. Uh, I think I feel like people have posted videos of that before. You know yeah. what I mean? Of him just, just gone. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna give Michael Keane a dozen roses to say I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Michael Keane. We were wrong. You were right. <laughs> Terry's the only one who is not included in this gift because Terry always believed in you. All right. <laughs> So yeah, Terry's name isn't on this. This is from us. All right. So yeah, we're really sorry, Michael. Next, got anything, Terry? I think I would get an unusual gift for Richarlison. I'd get him a pet budgie in a cage, so he can do the uh, dance with it all over the Christmas break. And I'll see if I can get a blue and yellow one for Everton and Brazil. That's I know good. he's a pigeon, but I don't think you can have a pigeon as a pet. So, budgie it is. I mean, you could possibly find a way to do it. I'm not sure if you'd <laughs> want to or if it's legal. But, you know, hey. <laughs> uh, I have another one for Richarlison. Uh, guided meditation. Get him some guided meditation videos so that he can relax in front of goal lately be a little bit more clinical stop freaking out it's gonna be okay finish the damn thing when you're six yards out please relax <laughs> okay max what do you got um do you know what right i don't know right i, I just feel like it's time i know people are slagging them off i hate slagging them off 
Seamus Coleman, he's not officially the club captain because obviously it's still Jagielka, even though it really should be Coleman. Mm-hmm. So I gift wrap the captain's armband for Seamus Coleman and give him it with a glass of proper 12 whiskey. This new Irish whiskey that Conor McGregor he's banging on about every five minutes. Apparently it's nice, so I'll give him a glass of that as well. I kind of want one of those now. So, so do I. That's meant to be I nice. Definitely yeah. never heard of that. Any of that. I I don't drink spirits often, but if you're talking about an Irish whiskey, people are banging on about. It. I'm like, yes, please. So <laughs> <laughs> works for me. Uh, I'm gonna get uh, Luca Dean, a French pronunciation guide for the pundits, because damn it, they're still saying it wrong in America. <laughs> Every everybody is still saying Lucas Dean. Yeah, everyone. I, I think maybe I've heard one pundit get it right, and I'm just kind of like you. It's your job, guys. It's your job. It's not like I had to do a lot of research. There's a friggin' video out there where Luca Dean tells people how to say his name. <laughs> There's a video on the internet where the man says it himself. Come on. Come on, people. It's your job. All right? Damn it. All right. So, Terry. I kind of got animated there. Go ahead, buddy. Um... Probably going to go a little bit old school and I'll probably get Umar Nias, um some coat hangers for inside his locker. That he now. <laughs> he's not long, he's not at it very long, so I'm sure he hasn't like uh, put much in it, but I think I'll get him. I think I get him now. I got something for Omar too. I got him a cushion for his bum so the door doesn't hit him on the way out. Oof. Because I think he's gone this January. I thought about getting him some luggage, but I thought that's a little too on the nose. Because <laughs> I really do think, I don't want the door to hit him on the bum. I want him to be okay. I do want Omar to be okay. <clears throat> but he's, he's probably going to have to go this January. Just saying. Max, Max is like, I don't care. <laughs> Let it hit him. It'll be all right. <laughs> uh, Max, what, you got anything else, man? Um on thin ice here yeah. uh, for Leighton Baines because I know he, I know he's good mates with Alex Turner I get him whatever people say I am that's what I'm not it's my favourite Arctic Monkeys album so nah. Merry Christmas Leighton Leighton's like well I I have all the original recordings at my house of those mm. <laughs> that's one of the first things I learned about Leighton Baines by the way well that he's just cool well, okay well that does make him Super cool, by the way. But then he's like friends, you know, with, mm. with uh, what was his name? Miles Kane. Okay, yeah. That's just, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'm friends with North Carolina people. You know, <laughs> hey, there you go. All right. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I, I would like to get uh, Marcel Bronze, the newest football manager. Because according to most on Twitter, that's that's all you need to do that job. Just just a football mm-hmm. manager, you know, tells you. I know their boss because they cost X amount on football manager, and they did well for me. <laughs> now, now I am uh, I am a director of football. Cheers. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, anything else, guys? Mm-hmm. Any other presents? No, let's go, let, let's go uh, let Max go and have his tea. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, 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 lastly, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Marco Silva a hug, and say thank you. Because I think you know, 
Yeah, because I like him. I think he's done well. So there you go. Yeah, there's a little... There's, there's my saccharine ending. <laughs> Enjoy that. Yeah. It's not even real sweet. All right. So, so guys, I guess that's it for our Christmas presents. Um, it came from a place of love, Everton. Just saying. Uh, for the most part. I, I guess that's, that's it for our Christmas presents for the blues segment. Um, and that's also it for the end of the podcast, the big show. If you've been listening via podcast, thanks so much. Please subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast. Rate it if you can. It'd just be a lot cooler if you did. Um, so uh, additionally, you've got uh, the Toffee Blues YouTube channel. Thanks so much for, for watching. If you're digging our videos, uh, please subscribe to that as well. Why not? There's nothing preventing you from going bloop and subscribing. You know, it would be your Christmas present to us. Not that we've earned it, but just saying. All right. If you want more, more Terry, check out the uh, the Liverpool Echo fan jury. All right, uh, and, and check out his Twitter. He'll tell you tell we you know when he's going to be on there and everything. Um, check out Max and the, the myriad of podcasts and videos that he shows up. But uh, also he does analysis for uh, well several websites, but also on the Toffee Blues website. Just check out the Toffee Blues website. All things Everton, all that hot stuff. Um, yeah, and just really quickly to close, uh, Max, what are you asking for for Christmas? Uh, Red Dead Redemption. I'm going to allow myself to become a bit of a gamer nerd and just lose myself in a in one of the best games ever. I've heard it's really easy to lose yourself in that. Just saying. Right. It's one of the reasons why I don't game is because I lose myself too easily. Uh, Terry, what are you asking for for Christmas? Uh, it went over Tottenham. <laughs> Right there. Yes. Okay. That works. I'm also asking for a running watch. Just saying. All right. Three points would be great, but I would also like a running watch. All right. So uh, that's it. All right. So happy holidays to everybody. And for those of you who are into it, Merry Christmas, all that hot stuff. Three points uh, on Sunday, please. Gentlemen, happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, Max, have a good tea. Terry, I'm assuming at some point you'll be eating as well. Happy meals, gentlemen. Much love to you. Thanks so much. There's my, there's my pause for you guys to talk if you'd like. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All the best, guys. All right, guys. Much love to you. For everybody else out there, much love to you as well. And bye.